Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This is a podcast from The Bugle. The best-known early version of the fairy tale Beauty and the Beast was written in French by Gabrielle Suzanne Babou de Villeneuve, which is French for my parents knew how to start naming me but didn't know how to stop. It's the tale of a prince who's cursed to be a hideous beast by an old crone until he can achieve sufficient inner beauty to be worthy of true love. At the end of the story, he's returned to his princely form and learns that real beauty was actually always in... The Gargle. Welcome to The Gargle, the sonic glossy magazine to the Bugle's audio newspaper for a visual world special beauty edition. And your guest hosts for this edition of the magazine are Sammy Shah. Welcome. Hello. How are you doing? I'm well. And Tiff Stevenson. Hello. Hi. I'm good. You (laughs) You didn't ask me. I brought you in because you're the expert. Uh, oh, the beauty expert. Yeah, I haven't even got the beauty filter on the Zoom, which is uh, what I should have done. <laughs> Heaven forfend people see me in my natural visage. Well, before we put the cold cucumbers on our eyes and lean back for the relaxing massage that is this week's top stories, let's have a look at the front cover of the magazine. The front cover this week is an actual drunk elephant posing provocatively with an expensive face cream. And uh, the satirical cartoon this week is Oscar Wilde pitching to a modern-day publisher. And the publisher says, shouldn't it be the other way round? And the Oscar says, so he ages while the image stays young forever. And the caption is, the Instagram account of Dorian Gray. If you don't like that satirical cartoon, we have a backup satirical cartoon this week, which is a decomposing zombie in front of a makeup mirror filming (laughs) a Get Ready With Me skincare secrets YouTube video. Because you've got to be, you got to be f-able forever these days. Top story this week is Chad facing. This is the trend among young men um, that is sort of optimizing masculine vanity. I would say, Sammy Shah, you've been working on your jaw edges. Can you unpack <laughs> this story for us? So if you thought Chad facing was a story about the world getting more and more concerned about the food crisis and food insecurity crisis taking place in the African country of Chad, where 16 million people are at the (laughs) risk of starvation um, due to post-colonial problems caused by the French, uh, you're wrong. It's actually about something far
far more depressing. Um, it, so I had to look up almost every word in this story and i feel like i'm a i'm a very like with it and a hip kind of 45 year old but good lord did i feel old so apparently chad is a thing that means like an alpha male with a very cool jaw like a very strong like it's a strong jawline to the point where it stops being a jawline and becomes something you can land planes on. And um, <laughs> young people, Gen Zs, who, by the way, I just want to point out, there's a long period where everyone was like, Gen Zs are the future and Gen Zs will save the world. And aren't Gen Zs amazing? And more and more we're discussing they're just as f***ing stupid as every generation in the history <laughs> of humanity. Um, so it turns out that Gen Zs are being influenced by the Chinese app. Let me remind everyone the owners are the Chinese government. TikTok, um, where they are now Chad facing, which means they want their jawlines to look more like uh, an, a some Ukrainian or Belarusian model um, whose jawline looks like you'd imagine a Belarusian model's jawline would look like. And so they're doing something called um, a, a subscribing to looks maxers. That's with um, two X's and looks maxers, uh, which I also had to look up, uh, which is basically influencers on TikTok who tell you how to look good. And those guys tell them to start mewing, which is something I had to look up, which is basically when you press the top, your tongue to the roof of your mouth to straighten out your jawline. And when they do this, apparently they think that their jaws will become bigger and bolder and thus make them more sexually attractive to everyone. Um, I remember when Guys I was will young. Do anything to avoid having a conversation with a woman. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> just, or just, just listen to her, man. Like, or just work on your personality. I don't know. Read a book that wasn't a YouTube video by Jordan Peterson for five seconds, and and try to have something more to say. But it is basically there's an entire generation of young men now who are trying to. It used to be we were trying to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, or we were trying to look like Jean Claude Van Damme. They're trying to look like a drawing of a Viking's side profile is what their current <laughs> aspirations are. And, and the most dangerous part of this trend is that some of them are even taking hammers to their faces to break their bones in their facial structures so that they'll heal into the form of a bigger jawline. And I'm suddenly okay with the climate apocalypse. I have never <laughs> felt more okay with the heat death of this planet um, coming imminently because, yeah, wh where else do you go from here? Well, it's sort of an extraordinary thing. I think it couldn't exist without COVID isolating young people from one another because if you have never seen an incredibly beautiful... Like, it's, it's a subscription to the idea that uh, beautiful women or what they call high-value women are drawn only to... Uh, are drawn only to sort of the most hyper-masculine-looking dudes and the jockiest jocks. And that means that you have never seen an incredibly hot babe go home with the hideous guitarist of a yes. terrible metal band. <laughs> yeah. Like... That's how art. That's why art was made. That's why music was made. Was so that unattractive people could get attractive people. And you don't bash your face with a hammer and then try looking like a meme to get some. No one's interested in hot men. Hot men don't get women. Hot <laughs> men don't get other men. Hot men just die alone looking at themselves in the mirror. Don't you remember the Greek myth of Mars Narcissus? That's what this is all about. Stop uh, lying to yourself, Sammy. I'm all for this. Listen, it's about time. This is finally equality. 
You lot sit around all day feeling insecure about yourselves, that you're not good enough. This is the equality as women we've all been hoping for. You get, get yourself looks maxing, 24-7 mewing. They've got, it's so insane that there's articles about guys going, oh, it's horrible. Well, I go to a restaurant and I have to stop mewing for five minutes <laughs> to actually eat my food. It's hilarious. Like, because women, we've had this forever. We've had these weird, like, kind of, you know, there was this phase where everyone in a photo, like every young woman in a photo would, like, pull a face like trout sucking algae off the side of a pond. There was this, like... <laughs> Like sort of face that went for ages. So it's just, it's it's your turn now. But I, I, I agree that I do like the fact that it's like, I don't know when Chad became the epitome of like American jockness when it is a when it is an African country. And why didn't it just follow on so that you had like, this is my mate Mozambique. He works on Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the legend, Democratic Republic of Congo. Bit fighty at the weekends, yeah, yeah. but what an absolute lad. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like this is... In a way, it's 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 sort of seeped out of. I mean, I think what people were saying is the Chad or the Giga Chad and all of that. That sort of talk came from like online forums that were kind of like sort of incel forums or something. Mm-hmm. And that this idea of a man was the perfect idea of a man and the only man that could ever get near a woman. And uh, um, as we all know, that's not true. Yeah. The, the kind of guy that says no women want to sleep with him is often the kind of guy who only counts a certain kind of woman as a woman, if you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, it's, it says here that the term has, yeah, the term has roots on incel message boards and the manosphere, which heavily attribute romantic success to the perceived genetic advantages held by tall and muscular men. Several of the message boards devoted to looks maxing hold that sex is complicated game of persuasion and subterfuge to be won through special chicks and hidden knowledge. It's basically the game for Gen for Gen Z, right? So just wake me up when they get to negging. We all know that eventually this whole process <laughs> leads to you negging a, a, a woman. And then there's soft maxing as well. We've, there's soft maxing and hard maxing. So it's important to... A lot of the influences are about soft maxing, which is just like exercise and skincare, you know, um, and for for sweet facial gains. <laughs> get, the, get those sweet <laughs> facial gains happening, guys. Um, and so, that, so that's the soft maxing. And then the hard maxing would be having surgery and, and doing other more extreme kind of... I've seen videos of guys going full uh, Joan Crawford, as in they're like dunking their faces in buckets of ice and strapping bits of it up which is what she did so it's like full mummy dearest um and the maxing part just means to do something to it's from gaming culture it's to do something to the to the to enhance that part of your personality to the front so looks maxing it means that you're maximizing your looks but you can apply it to anything so i think we should start a politics maxing where politicians actually do their job when a politics maxing uh kindness maxing just being a good person. No, no. It's not all bad. This is not all bad, is what I'm saying. You have to get this to start from an incel message forum, though. Most of the 21st century seems to be starting in incel message forums at this point. Everything from Donald Trump to the rise of ISIS to now, you know, giga chatting seems to all come from incel message forums. They have more cultured influence than Hollywood. I don't understand what's <laughs> happening there, but they're very, very powerful. There is nothing more powerful in this world than blue balls. <laughs> Sammy. <laughs> 
I find it ironic that the term looks maxing, uh, which is meant to sound more masculine than like vanity, which is right, essentially yeah. what it is, which is characterized as feminine, uh, that they've, they've, they've tried to make it sound more masculine by putting a double X chromosome in the middle of it. Um, <laughs> so I even went down a bit of a wormhole looking at because this is all new to me. I, I, I'm 45. I have two children i don't have the time to look smacks myself all right like i barely i did a crunch once and then my stomach hurt for a week and that's the most i'm willing to commit to self-improvement but apparently one of the big influences in the soft looks maxing or soft maxing right that's what you said soft yeah maxing, soft maxing um soft maxing industry is a guy named syrian psycho um which is just and he's not it turns out the the leader of the syrian part of the islamic jihad he is just a young guy in america of syrian origin who watched and i'm not exaggerating he watched the movie psycho and then in the movie cycle was inspired by the makeup and self-care routine and thought that's how I want to live my life. Oh wait, hold and on, it's is... important to flag up at this point that we are talking about American Psycho and not Psycho. Yes. Because the yes, makeup sorry, and skin psycho, routine right. in that yes. is his dead mother. <laughs> it's his dead mother. Which, well look, how far are we away from that happening here? But yeah, it is the American Psycho skincare routine was what inspired him. And this is what happens when you take away literary analysis and and just you know in-depth reading from school curriculums as people watch a movie which is all about the bad side of consumerism and how it leads to psychopathy and they go well the guy's skin looks good <laughs> so, yeah. yeah who needs critical analysis of film and text and then you see the people who think that Heath Ledger's the Joker is the hero of the Batman movies and you yeah. go okay yeah. <laughs> your ad section now because you can't be what you can't buy this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Beauty. They say beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So why waste time making yourself beautiful when you can spray beauty directly into their eyes? Beauty mace. Ma beauty that will make him cry. And you can put lipstick on a pig, bringing you pig stick. Lipstick for your pig. And are you pregnant, postpartum, a woman, still subject to the ridiculous beauty standards that ooze through every part of society and mean that you're made to feel unbearably valueless unless you're pretty and f***able at all times? Buy Slap Up Sally's Sexy Circus Tent and String Bikini Sex Projector, a loose and comfortable tent-like garment that won't put pressure on your distorted body while also projecting images of you as a Victoria's Secret model across the outside <laughs> as you go about your daily business. AI cameras will film your puffy face and render it impossibly attractive in a way that will mesmerise passers-by and deeply depress you. Someone who never did and never will look like that. Slap up Sally's sexy circus tent and string bikini sex projector, available online now. And if you're looking for the shortest shortcut to a bit more beauty in your life, try half a glass of water. Half a glass of water. It'll refresh everything. Drunk elephant news now, and this is the news that uh, there's a wave of teens. Not only are men looks-maxing, uh, but teens are getting in on the beauty industry game too now with a run on particularly expensive skincare brands in uh, public chains like Sephora and Ulta all around the world, but mainly in America. Tiff Stevenson, uh, you judge the youth often. Can you unpack this story for us? I'm happy to be judgmental. Um, so over the past few weeks, creators on TikTok have bemoaned the growing presence of young girls in Sephora, 
with some of them claiming that they've encountered pushy and rude tweens in the store and that they drain, steal or trash the store's sample products. Um, and then they're asking, should they be buying pricey creams at all? So it's a discussion around the fact that young girls are attracted to products that they see older girls or women using in the beauty sphere. And it's just, this has always existed. Why are we, what's this new outrage for something that, you know, when it was my age, it was body shop. We had body shop and we would go in and jab our fingers in every single one of the flavored lip balms and be putting them all <laughs> over our lips and smell all the perfumes. They had this thing called Jubri, which went around, honestly, like, an STD at my high school. It was like you couldn't walk into a room and not smell Jubri by the body shop. Being It was like quite a high, sweet smelling. But you used to go in there on a Saturday and they had these uh, bottles. They had it almost in like oils with pipettes, uh, glass pipettes that you could just like kind of sniff them. So we'd just like be trying that on. Like what else are teenage girls going to do? You're just like kind of going around the, you know, the town centre, just walking in and out of shops. Like I also, I was a stationary slut. So I was obsessed with getting smelly pens and new notebooks and whatever else. So it's just, you know, TikTokers are doing these videos, the Get Ready With Me videos, you know, and uh, younger girls are watching this and kind of, you know, trying to ape that. I mean, it's um, it's kind of reached this nadir <laughs> TikTok where Bethany Frankel came out and said something about it. I don't know if you know Bethany Frankel. Um, she's like, she's a real housewife. She's not one of those fake ones like other housewives <laughs> she's a real one uh but she come up she was like there's a lot of talk yeah, about she's one teenage of those real housewives who has time to have a career in in the entertainment industry yeah yeah there's a lot of talk about teenage kids in Savoy. It's, it's psychotic that kids think they could spend 50 dollars on a blush or hundreds of dollars and then she goes on about the fact that her daughter's friends are like do you what do you think of the dior do you have drunk elephant do you have the charlotte tilbury and i'm like bitch you're 14 we're not on the same level um, which sounds like you're like, just like getting into it with a teenager for f sake. But she is kind of right. It is sort of, it's sort of on, it, she sort of ends up saying this is about parenting. Like, are you raising a spoiled brat? So if you're taking your child to Sephora and showing them Drunk Elephant, which is, you know, I've had, I don't buy Drunk Elephant. I get the free samples of it. But, you know, a lot of it is like retinol. It's anti, <laughs> it's like anti-aging products. So it's like a 50 pounds or like 40 pounds bottle of retinol, which maybe these influencers could be like, listen, don't use this if you're a kid, unless you want skin like a peeled tomato, you know, but... Well, but I mean, this is the big concern, right? Because a lot of these, uh, I mean, the modern trend in skincare is to have a lot of very heavy active ingredients because people are now researching online and they know what things will work to, you know, peel all the skin off their faces and reveal a new fresh face. But the problem is if you're 12, you have the new fresh, new face, fresh face that yeah. everyone's trying to peel their way back to. Yeah. There's not I mean, much, there's not much peeling that you could do. Yeah. Is it too much yeah. to ask for parenting? Like, how about tell your daughter she's beautiful? Like, your child doesn't need under eye concealer. They need a bedtime story and a nap. That will fix <laughs> whatever that is. Or they don't need bronzer, you know. But little girls are always going to be one around smelly things and, like, sparkly, like, cool packaging and stuff. That's just, we're drawn in. So, you, you know, the idea that this is somehow a new thing also sort of feels mad. It's just this generation's version of it, you know? And, and if you're a decent parent, you can be like, no, I'm not giving you a hundred pounds to go and spend in Sephora. You're nine years old. Also, I feel like this combines two of the the traditional young girl interests. One is like making sparkly potions and the other one is being like your big cousin. 
so I feel like this is a this is an arrow aimed straight at the heart of any twelve to thirteen year old girl who's still not quite over like sparkly dolphins, but also wants to wear a push up bra. It's that that intersection. And there's also a third element, which is that they're complaining about these young girls being rude to the staff and everything. But and this has been a universal thing. There's nothing more intimidating than a group of thirteen year old girls. They are they're they're the alpha predators of the savannas when it comes <laughs> to picking off the weak. Um, you know, I I could be walking down the street right now. There's thirteen year old girls, three four of them walking up the uh, the the street. I will cross to the other side. I don't want their judge. I don't want that look where they give like, mm, and I'm like, <laughs> I hate my body now. Like it's just it's a thing that they do. It's a power they have, and don't take that away from they them. They too Let are inspired by Christian them. Bale in American Psycho. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why shouldn't they be? <laughs> but yeah, it's it's this whole. You're right. It is everyone complaining about generations doing what generations have always done. Um, it's just that now the people you know doing the complaining are writing articles where previously they used to just tell each other. Well, also, I guess there's no legislating TikTok as well. I guess that's one of the concerns is that people are like, oh, well, I read it in beauty magazines and there at least had to be some kind of accountability. If a magazine said, do this, take a piece of sandpaper and like vigorously rub all your skin off to get a new layer, like that someone would be held accountable. But I do remember me, well, I remember reading about exfoliating in my beauty like in my teenage magazines and they never said like don't do it every day so i'm sure when i was a teenager i was like sloughing my face off and it didn't need to be <laughs> like blasted sandblasted in the way that i did it but yeah i suppose it's the accountability of tiktok and they're like please come on these influencers can say something but then the other side of that is well they, these influencers are med- sort of just teenagers themselves and why is it their responsibility so, you know, I guess you, it just, again, it comes back to the parent. You've got to, you've got to take it and, uh, and teach them and let them know what's acceptable and okay. The parents are too busy launching their own TikTok careers as well, <laughs> like, um, like the real, real housewife. So, yeah, they, you know, don't have the time. And that brings us to our beauty tips section. In our regular editions of The Gargle, we have a reviews section, but because this is a special edition of The Gargle... This is our beauty tips section. Sammy Shah, do you have any beauty tips for our listener if you're the influencer guiding them? Um, well, as a giga chad myself, I, um, I feel like the, the beauty tip I want to pass on is aging. Um, I find that it is fantastic. <laughs> if you can apply just uh, some amount of time to your face, you will find that actually you do improve a great deal. And if you want evidence of this, go back and look at your teenage photos. Because everyone thinks that they, they, you know, they want to look young. But when you look at yourself when you were a teenager, you look like an absolute monster. They're just <laughs> grotesque creature. I look at my teenage pictures and I feel like I, Chad facing genuinely applied to me with, when it meant you know, Chad the starving population of a third world country <laughs> and, and so so for me yeah I, aging has been wonderful for me i look better today than i ever have before which isn't saying much but it still says something and i feel like that's what i recommend if you if you aren't happy with how you look now wait 15 years it can only get better Jeff, <laughs> <laughs> have you got any tips for our listener uh, yeah, I have a few. Um, first beauty tip, don't have your photos taken to any natural beauty. Like you really don't want to be photographed in extra natural beauty because it's only going to show you up. Like, oh, I don't look as good as an immense sunset. I can't compete with that, you know. Or when I was in Norway, I took a photo of myself next to a fjord and I was like, I think this makes me look fat. 
I can't be certain, <laughs> but this fjord is making me look fat. Um, and next was it horizontal or vertical? <laughs> it, it fjord, was, yeah. It was, yeah, it was horizontal. So that well, yeah, yeah. I mean, looking at climate change is the best weight loss uh, that fjords can have, really, isn't it? Um, so, it, and also next to a lake, you're always going to look unmoisturized. That's just how it is. Um, but you know, you need all the creams. I mean, basically I have so many creams in my cupboard now. I've got one to get rid of wrinkles, one to get rid of spots, one to get rid of bags. I'm basically aiming for no face. No face is the beauty ideal. Um, also you want to be at war with your face at all times. That's why it's referred to as a beauty regime. You have to be at war. You have to fight the seven signs of aging. You have to battle with your oily patches. Um, also wear mascara. It's like trousers, uh, for your eyelashes. So I like mascara and also wear lip gloss, especially when it's windy. Not so that your lips are kissable, but so your hair sticks to your lip and you know where it is at all times. <laughs> Those are my beauty tips. Those are great beauty tips. Thank you all. I feel like I'll add them uh, both into my regime. I had a conversation with a lady in a baby supplies shop where she was talking about how she plans to get a postpartum body surgery mummy tuck makeover thing. Um, and we talked about it for about 15 minutes and then I went home and went to sleep and had a nightmare about death. So I feel <laughs> like. <laughs> so you booked the tummy tuck, is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> the mummy tuck. No, I, I, did not, I did not book the tummy tuck. I'm also having a lot of people coming up to me and being like, oh, you're walking around with your belly out. You're so proud. I'm, I'm like, I'm in Queensland. I'm just hot. I'm just <laughs> too hot. <laughs> Not, this is not like some statement about the beauty of the female form. I'm just, I'm just a sweaty lady. Also, genuinely, I feel like, you know, this might be the last time I get to have my tummy out in my life socially acceptably because I'm not in my 20s anymore, not allowed, might be judged. And that brings us to the death of Miss Universe, speaking of mortality. <laughs> The death of Miss Universe, the Miss Universe competition, for so many years, um, the highlight of at least three teenage boys' lives is apparently <laughs> going under. Sammy Shah, you follow uh, beauty politics. Can you unpack this story for us? Well, I want to make sure that everyone understands that we're not talking about Miss World here. Miss World is going fine. That competition is healthy as ever. Actually, I have no idea. I haven't even Googled <laughs> Miss World. But Miss Universe, unfortunately, this great franchise that has been owned by previous such notables with impeccable <laughs> character like Donald Trump um, is apparently now not doing so well. Who knew? After Trump's Midas touch that it would not be thriving, much like America. Um so basically, it turns out that the Miss Universe pageant <laughs> has <head>. been <laughs> the, the 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 Miss Universe pageant um, is currently owned uh, by a Thai businesswoman uh, Anna Jakafong Jakajutatip. I practice this. It's Anna Jakafong Jakajutatip, and um, she is a trans activist and a businesswoman, very successful. She bought it for two hundred for twenty million dollars. Uh, which isn't that much. I thought the franchise, to be honest, would be... I'm not... Look, I don't have $20 million. I don't even have $20. But uh, I would have thought the uh, Miss Universe franchise was worth more. Um, anyway, so it turns out viewership numbers are abysmal. 
half the countries don't want to take part anymore because they're realizing more and more it's largely just entire thing is a trap for male judges to sexually harass the female contestants um and uh, and it turns out that it wasn't always then leading to a great career in anything because you know you, you I don't think any of us have heard of the Miss Universe contestants who won Miss Universe and then went on to dash other than Arundhati sorry not, not I was going to say Arundhati Roy no that's the writer uh, Ishwarya Rai who um, became a famous act, Bollywood actress after Miss Universe nope that was Miss World she won Miss World so that's the best of franchise still <laughs> um, and uh, so the, <laughs> the moral of the story is it's a thing that apparently people still think uh, discovered is still out there they were more surprised that is dying because it meant that it hadn't died already is i think the big shock here. <laughs> i once did a gig uh that was like a private birthday gig for the husband of a, a lady who had booked us and she'd been in miss universe and that had been her claim to fame and she at a 16 person steak dinner in a butcher's shop got drunk and heckled us um, <laughs> she so, booked you though <laughs> yes yeah. oh she booked us for her husband who was a big fan uh, and he enjoyed himself, and the 15 other people eating their steak dinner in this fancy butcher shop did not enjoy us. <laughs> and, I, I mean, Tiff, you know, uh, Sammy, you know how fa- bad it feels to bomb. Can I say it feels worse to bomb while there are cold, frozen carcasses rotating <laughs> in the vision? Yeah. <laughs> and a former universe-level beauty is heckling you, yeah. yeah. I'm just the last one dying here. <laughs> Many things have died here, but I'm just the current one. (laughs) I feel like every year a story comes out about Miss Universe and I'm like, is this still going? Like, how is this still going? Personally, I'm more a fan of Miss Galaxy, uh, who is just a giant chocolate bar. Uh, But I think think if I was to enter this, I would maybe be Misconception or actually Misspelt. I would be Misspelt. And then that would be my hidden talent. You know, like you have to display a talent. I would just come on and spell things wrong. Um, but uh, yeah, like th- they were like, oh, the low point in this history is Donald Trump. And you're like, is it just not the whole competition <laughs> at this point? <laughs> like every year this competition becomes mired in controversy. They were like, oh, Donald Trump was actually the high point. Like now when you look back, but like it's um, it, it, last year, Venezuela uh, accused the organizer, the Venezuelan organizer of treason because the, they said that the winner of it um that so so venezuela won and they were like the organizer like tried to get back in the country and then they accused her of plotting a coup because they were planning manufactured provocations under the pretext of celebrating miss universe so they were like celebrating miss universe <laughs> but they were saying this is also a coup because you can't protest in venezuela so um you know you know what it's like one minute you're like gosh she's pretty where's she from Woo! and then you're right into some manufactured provocations oh but what brand of underwear is she wearing is it agent provocateur <laughs> Victoria's Secret is an <laughs> uprising. <laughs> you would definitely watch Miss Universe if there was a chance that the winner would then mount a coup in the country that they represent. <laughs> it would be so much more interesting for everyone involved. <laughs> well, and, and it's yeah, the award is this bunch of flowers, a hundred thousand dollars, and uh. 10,000 strong militia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's probably true, right? This Miss Venezuela, like, uh, for a, like, because Vi- Venezuela is under a dictatorship and we all know that any every beauty pageant contest, what do they want? World peace. 
So Very true. maybe they're that right is to be pretty frightened. dangerous. Mm. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but now it's been bought by that this businesswoman who can't pay the loan back. <laughs> so she's already like she borrowed money and then then she had to pay twelve million of it back and she hasn't. So you know it could be that that Miss Universe is on the outs. And what will we do? What will we do if there's no Miss Universe? Who buys Miss Universe if no one in the universe is willing to pay for it? Is the real question. Now we're entering Miss Multiverse, where, <laughs> where we get different versions of humanity from different timelines. Yeah. <laughs> and all the competitors are just the same lady, but from different dimensions. Yeah, there's Victorian version, the, the Aztec version, the, you know, whatever. Exactly, yeah. More interesting, again, than what currently exists. And that brings us to our final story of this week's edition of the magazine. And this is the news of how climate change will transform cosmetics and the beauty space. Uh, Tiff Stevenson, your waters are rising. Can you unpack this story for us? <laughs> My waters are, are yours. Are, waters are rising. Waters are breaking pretty soon. Something's <laughs> happening with water. And you're in with big water, Alice, as we know. Um, uh, so it says apparently um, this is like climate cosmetics. Um um, contextualization will be developed for consumers uh, with like climate tracking cosmetics, including a limited edition by Clinique associated with an application that forecasts the weather and environmental factors. So how climate change is going to affect the kind of products that we buy, you know, like that that's there's going to be air quality inde- index is going to come into it. Do we need a higher SPF because of global warming and stuff? So basically what this is about is skin for the apocalypse you know, it's nuclear winter. You're going to need to think about whether or not to go subtle or bold with your eye makeup. You know, and I say bold so people can see them through the goggles that will be permanently worn by everyone. Um, or what colour goes best with apocalypse? You know, you need to make your wardrobe decisions. I always find that with all the trees and plant life gone, if you opt for floral, you're really going to stand out, you know. Um, and then think about what you're going to wear in your bunker. You know, you want fabrics that are breathable when you're slowly running out of air. So maybe some light cotton or something with moisture wicking. Uh, You don't want the embarrassment of sweat when it's the end of the world. And then also during an apocalypse, you should accessorize, Um, accessorize, accessorize. Like any human body parts you took during the purge can be fashioned into a nice earring, like a literal earring. So you can wear an ear on your ear. Mm Um, and you can mount the ring pull from your can, can goods. That's how you put them on. So this is just about adapting to the end of the world. Mm. This whole article is about how we adapt to climate change and the end of the world. Um, and so I'm saying all in. Just think now about what your look's going to be for the apocalypse. I think I look great already for the apocalypse. Yeah, I think I, I, you know, as far as apocalyptic features go, I've giga-chatted it up to the looks max is what I've done. <laughs> I don't know what any of that has meant. <laughs> Well, I'm pretty sure hitting yourself in the jaw with a hammer would be a pretty intimidating tactic if you're facing an enemy. Yeah, that is true. That is that is the only self-defense technique I know, to be honest. Hurt yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Before they Before do they it. can. Yeah, exactly. And that brings us to the end of the show. I'm flipping through the ad section at the back. Sammy, have you got anything to plug? Um, I have a podcast as well, of course, who doesn't, but I, I also do, uh, called News Weekly, that's W-E-A-K-L-Y, it is a 15-minute news satire podcast, uh, comes out every Saturday in, the, in on your podcast feeds, so you can find that, that's News Weekly, W-E-A-K-L-Y. And Tiff, have you got anything to plug? Uh, I will be at Leicester Comedy Festival on the 25th of February doing a show at one in the afternoon, because reasons. 
Um, so get your tickets to that. Uh, also, Old Rope at the Comedy Store once a month, second Monday, which is where we all go and try out our new material. So try and get onto that. And if you want to find out any other dates, then just head to my Instagram or Twitter. I'm still calling it that. I don't care. And you can find me online at patreon.com slash Alice Fraser. It's a one-stop shop for all of my stand-up specials, podcasts and blogs. Uh, you can get my stand-up specials all there for free, including my two most recent ones, Twist and Kronos. You get a special code if you're a Patreon subscriber, so you can get those for free. Uh, I will be slightly less active on there than I usually am over the next uh, little while because I'm on maternity leave. Um, but patreon.com slash Alice Fraser. I'm still doing stuff there, even in my maternity leave. There will be stuff coming out there. Otherwise, uh, listen to our sister podcast, The Bugle. <laughs> that is that, that will continue to put out uh, content, as will we. This is a Bugle podcast and Alice Fraser production. If you would like to subscribe to the Bugle family of shows, you can be a voluntary subscriber by going to thebuglepodcast.com and clicking on the voluntary subscription button and giving your hard-earned money there and will spread out to the Bugle family of shows. Your executive producer for this show is Chris Skinner and your editor is Ped Hunter. I'll talk to you again next week. You can listen to other programs from the Bugle, including The Bugle, Catharsis, Tiny Revolutions, Top Stories and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.